This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Raquel Morrison in Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right, back at it again. And this is a redo episode because <laughs> our... <laughs> crappy recording software decided not to record Mikkel last time. So that's I'm a, not to a take lot it of dead personally. air. You know what would be funny? Not mentioning it and then asking listeners uh, of your favorite episodes, which ones do you think were redos? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. sometimes we're really good at the redos. <laughs> I feel like that, that has, this hasn't happened to us in a while, though, I feel like, Knockwood. But... There was something a few years ago. I can't remember. I think it might have been my audio or something cut short. Do you remember? And then we had oh, to read. Yeah. I, can't I can't remember, remember what that. episode, but we were so on point right. because we had already <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> so let's hope we do the same thing today. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Mikkel, if your audio doesn't record today, we're just going to get you like just saying just like, mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Good point, Wes. Good and point, we'll just play it <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Wes is almost always right. Just capture a few, <laughs> capture a few of those at the end of the recording, just so we have them in case. Yeah, we'll just get get some clean takes, and we'll go. But yeah, thank you guys all for hopefully. Uh, so what I ended up doing is just running an episode of my other podcast. So hopefully that wasn't too much of an intrusion. Hopefully some of you got something out of that. So good, 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 good. Didn't have much else to go with. So nice. but anyway, we're going to revisit the topic today of passive income and recurring revenue. For designers because you know if this little uh, period in time has taught us anything it's good to have backups yeah. it's good to have things that are making you money even when you're not actively making money on new projects or um you know getting that recurring revenue from either ret retainers or mm -hmm something you're selling, any of that good stuff. So we're going to explore all of it today. I'm going to tell you about what I've done. Um, we'll all kind of go over different ways this has worked for us. Excellent. In, in the past or currently. So, but before we get to that, you know who we got to talk about? The Skillshare. <laughs> we love Skillshare. They're an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. Explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity. So um, they've got some cool little topics here. Let me like some. These are some of the new classes that I'm pretty excited about. We've got Creative Breakthrough: Eight Exercises to Power Your Creativity, Confidence, and Career. Um, we've got for those for those uh, you know floral enthusiasts out there. We've got Create an Intricate Editable <laughs> Floral Pattern in Procreate. Um, and filmmaking from home turned found footage into compelling video. 
If only they had that on the Blair Witch Project, it would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, what am I talking about? I like that movie. I don't know. I take it that's a hot topic. Me too. Yeah, yeah that, that must be a hot topic now because, like, all you have are home movies to use. So putting yeah, them together totally. in a professional way. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 No, video There's is always super something important. On share, man. Always something. So, um, you know, and I've, I've taken many classes there. Um, I really learned a lot about Facebook ads from that. Um, so <clears throat> I love Skillshare because they basically – it's a real course taught by a real professional and you never know what you're going to get on other platforms. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be just, you can be learning stuff from just complete amateurs otherwise, but Skillshare, they do the vetting. Um, these are real industry professionals teaching you. So, okay. So Skillshare also offers creative classes designed for real life and all these real world circumstances that we're finding ourselves in. Um, Cause right now there's a lot of, our time spent indoors. So what better use of that time than to explore workshops, classes, and more on topics like graphic design, illustration, photography, freelance and entrepreneurship, all the good stuff that keeps your business running. Um, So we've got a deal for you. Um, You can explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com slash deep end. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com slash deep end. That's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com slash deep end. All righty. So yeah, we have lots to talk about today because we've already talked about it once and <laughs> let's try Aww. to get lightning in a bottle twice here. Yes. Oh my so, gosh, really? I just heard my AirPods do that. Oh my god. Oh, no. Why do you think I'm always using these? Like mine go out so fast. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Those your pods are great. They only come with one caveat. You got to charge them. <laughs> or they don't work. But mine no, mine have, I, I think I have first gen so they they go out so fast even from oh. a full charge. Yeah. I can't believe yeah, you're still I using Yeah, I had them yours. when we got on West. They were fully there. It's frustrating. Mm. But anyways, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we talked about this before. So basically, I don't even remember how we brought it up last time, but let's just start. So let's just kind of yeah. talk sure. about, um, let's get started by talking about what we have done or are doing to create some of that extra income in our businesses. Because there's uh, traditionally, you know, there's there's two different ways that any business can make money, right? It's selling one thing to one client or it's, selling one thing and selling or making one thing once and selling it to a bunch of people. Um, And then there's the other thing of recurring revenue, which is more like um, keeping your current customers around for longer based on extra things Mm -hmm. you can offer them. Yeah. So let's just round table it. Mikkel, what do you do? First of all, passive income or recurring revenue? Do you do either? Yeah, I do. um, I do recurring presently and gosh i guess the show could be considered recurring in a way right for us yeah sponsorship yeah. money yeah Sponsor, sponsorship okay so um i know that we've t- talked about passive income and i wholeheartedly support support that and encourage I, I, everybody to look into it i think i told you guys about that ai organization that they got bought out by uber which was a good thing that was nothing short of good news for them mm-hmm. but they were um developing and engineering such robust technology for um, autonomous vehicles. 
And so every time any one of their units was bought anywhere from around the world, they I requested 2% in addition to my hourly rate that we would we would charge them. So sometimes as a vendor, you can work out some really magic shit. You know, that was amazing yeah. for me. So it was a real bummer when they told me they got bought out. I mean, oh, good news no. for them. But I was like, no. Well, did you um, get a piece of the 2% of what they what Uber paid them? That's good. No, of the, of the, no. no. Only of the per sale, right? Not the full yes, sale. Yes, up company. until they got bought out. Up until oh, they got bought no. out. So, would, yeah. You cha- you're changing your contract now. Yeah. <laughs> so I, for that. I do think. For the next so, one. so this is this is interesting. Um, a lot of people ask me, is it one or the other? Should you do your 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 billable rate? Your, yeah. your you know you know provide your estimates and your proposals that provide you know based on the scope of work a flat rate or estimated rate for the line of work, either a big project or you know continual projects ongoing, and and or do you request a percentage for their, you know, if, if, if they're a big retailer or if like the AI company, they're engineering some pretty hefty, amazing DMS software, for example, that would be interesting. Like, would you make more or would they support as a, as a company, as an organization, as your client, would they support more you taking a percentage for every sale? And which by the way, does take up their, there was a lot of contract rollback back and forth terms that mm-hmm. that had to be figured out prior to you know signing on the dotted line. They were providing this for their vendors by and large, me being one of them, MKM being one of them. So they took on providing the the agreement for us both as parties. Mm-hmm. But if they hadn't offered that, I would have sought a an attorney t- to explain and pay a shit ton of money you know, yeah. to p- put together those terms. And sometimes that's actually, I'll be just honest, that's, that's, that's a lot of heartache there. It's, it keeps you up at night. You're like, God, is this fair? Am I getting screwed? You know, you never really know. And it just turned, turn, ended up working out beautifully for this AI company. But I, I do say that there's no reason and there's no hurt trying to request both avenues. And, but I do, I do believe that it can be somewhat manipulative. If you keep your same ridiculous creative director, you know, um, hourly rate, in addition to taking a cut of those, of those Mm -hmm. sales that that this organization an organization makes. So I think that you have to weigh the two and make an adjustment with your billable rate, for example, yeah. Well, it's so, like when a like a star basically takes a pay cut on a movie because they want to do it, but then they get a piece of the back end action or the merchandise. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. that's a good yeah. analogy actually. Yeah. That's good. It's analogy. almost like leverage. You're the like Tom it, Hanks it, of uh, yeah. <laughs> of graphic design. Yeah, there you go. But honestly, you guys, it's really quite amazing. They're so um, proud and recognize how what an intricate part mkm was to all of their yeah. development brand yeah. website and otherwise that they were like very very open to to the idea and it's amazing just to see notifications on your phone at any given time that you are getting lumps of cash yeah. you know yeah it's amazing well, don't you feel so, too because you were i like to think of it this way like what would you how would a job for any of our listeners qualify for that like 
think about how much of the decision making, if it's a big thing, like say it's a huge purchase, like something like that, not, you know, a canned good or something, but right. So every sale, if, if what you did is a huge influence on the person buying it, um, yeah, maybe it's a good shot. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it, sh- right? it shouldn't be, you shouldn't maybe just be supporting one single project. For example, you shouldn't yeah. be supporting just the website. I mean, I was taking care of all of the mar- marketing mm-hmm. collateral. We were taking yeah. care of all of their case studies, their internal projects, their ex- ex- external projects that were public facing. It can't be a request of taking a percentage of these successful sales with, with you just supporting, for example, their business cards. I mean, that's just not yeah, fair, like It's right? got to be all-encompassing in a way, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah, um, a cohesive yeah. Su- support of all parts. I mean, we were we were touching so many different projects. And and it might be a way, too, if, especially a younger <laughs> designer. You know what? I always hear a younger designer saying, like, found this great company. They're willing to give me, like, those little percentages at the end because they can't afford the upfront right now. And again, that's your own decision. Like no one, there's no right or wrong answer on that, but you right. got it. And how do you weigh that? Yeah. What, what sometimes yeah. It, you need a good six month duration with fresh books mm-hmm. to be like, okay, I need a report of how much I've been billing them to date, how busy I've been amongst all these several pro- uh, moving projects. Yeah. And then discuss based on the percentage cut, how much you'd be making and okay, what, what matters to me here? What do I want to test out? Do I have other accounts that are pretty steady where it, it makes sense to give this a try? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's not a, it's a, a gamble. You got, you got to know. Well, yeah. this is the kind of thing too, I would caution everybody listening. Cause this, it's the whole, the old thing of like, when you get the client saying, Hey, there's no money now, but, but oh, exposure, oh, no. and you're going to get like, no, no. you're going to get money on the back end of this. Yeah. Like, Always I mean, you might as well pull up to Audi dealership and have them talk to you. I yeah. fucking hate that approach. You know, it's so yeah. salesy talk, you know, yeah. it's exactly, but something you might do. That's a t-shirt design or something huge that someone's being sold. If, if that, if the choice of decision of someone buying that t-shirt is mainly on the design you're providing, it's a good, that's a good job to maybe try and add this to it and say, yeah. Hey, I'd love to help. Uh-huh. You I like here. that maybe idea. Discount it. Like, you know, 20% of your usual rate and right. include a percentage. There's great spots like to look online as to figure out licensing arrangements. I know someone who just did the flat out thing. Like they, they, they got paid 400 bucks to have some art that went on the back of a, a beer can. And now this beer is flying off the shelves. And I'm oh, like, you could no. have gotten a little piece yeah. of that action. And yeah. she did not know that like oh. that was even something to do. How do you know? Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. So that's a tough one. That's a fun formula to consider for this it topic, is it is know? um but it, it's yeah. not like i said um i there wasn't much to gamble with because i had other good long-standing accounts H- had this been a bread and butter and not supplemental too it sure. would have felt like oh no i'm not sure that it would have i would have lost sleep over it but i i do think it is it is worth considering but yeah. i i didn't even touch up on on you know the first episode that we ran about this topic is which is that um mkm hosts a number of websites um so we 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 do web hosting and a lot of that we don't is cloud server based so we don't really have to touch much we monitor mm-hmm. you know i i work with developers and they've got their hands on it and then i work out an app charge to oversee that so yeah Excellent. Yeah. So, so that's basically another 
recurring revenue stream for you example then as well. of right yeah. okay cool what about you nick what speaking you were talking about t-shirt design earlier i know you had kind of a, yeah, yeah. a t-shirt design little <laughs> back in the day recurring yeah. revenue back then so back in the jersey shore days yeah yeah <laughs> Those what days are gone. <laughs> I, well, tell, I, tell people what you used to I, do though. I, like it's funny. We used to, I was working at the agency prior to starting my own gig and we would always laugh. We'd come in the morning and over coffee, people would just laugh over some of the stuff that was being said on Jersey Shore. So we were making, I was like, we take 10 minutes and make the lousiest PNG, you know, showing what they said last night on the show. We put it on Cafe Press and then we would bombard uh, Facebook this is even before I think ads. We were just bombarding Facebook <laughs> fan pages, going, "Check out this link, buy this shirt, blah blah blah." And next thing you know, we were, we think we were pulling in somewhere around like twelve to thirteen hundred dollars a month on just that. Like you, you know, again, you don't have to do any of the printing or the mailing or the returns. Uh, we yeah. would get a list of who bought it, so we can see what regions were this buying so it cool. more. Well, let me guess. Yeah, yeah get, uh, <laughs> all on the, the east side shores of uh, New England. Let's just call it. Um, and you could see a lot of people were buying it for gifts and gag gifts and costumes and yeah. jokes and pranks. Yeah. So we were making it even more campy. And, you know, yeah. just, you know, as a, as a side note, like now you have all these other areas to try in that zone too, like uh, Society6 and uh, all these places right. that you can sell your right. art, Etsy, whatever. So right. that was my first, that was like my first, uh, like try at it, but mm -hmm. yeah. uh, over the last few years, there has been every desire to start a, a reoccurring thing or like a, uh, let's call it passive income thing. That's just sitting there waiting to be purchased or bought over time. And, and I have great ideas and haven't ignited any, any of them, but as far as continuous revenue, like what I've done is I've finally got to a point with probably four to five clients that we're either at a retainer that has been flushed out completely. We know what our average hours are per month, what our engagement is. It doesn't need deep diving discovery. It's just consistent brand work. And yeah. so that works yeah. out great. And we monitor it, make sure we have an agreement of a plus or minus that if it goes a certain above or below, then we re-examine re it. To me, that's a great thing especially three months ago where i was like whoa like what's coming in the pipeline right so you look and you can see that you got those things happening and um and then with two new clients what i've done is we've done more of a consultancy creative director role and there might be other artists involved that that are more at their price point uh maybe we outgrew them based on what i was charging them so they mm -hmm. have found younger, more nimble designers that are a little mm -hmm. hungry and want some work. And now I have a, like a creative director role with them. And twice mm -hmm. to three times a week, we check in on things. I comment. Uh, I get to be like a client. It's the best thing in the world, right? Like, yeah. To, like, oh, like, interesting. Move, move that, uh, make that pop a little bit. Like, what's up with this font? Yeah. You know? um, so yeah. you, and they have trust mm -hmm. you. I couldn't go right into that role. I think with a with a new client, you have to have a seat, someone that you've built up a really good sure. rapport with. And at yeah. one point, I remember him saying, "Like God, if we could just have you in this role," and I was like, "Well, let's talk about it. Like, why not?" You know. So, yeah, so you're basically like kind of a contractor, creative director, almost. Exactly. Like, okay, that's can, cool. Yeah, and and I think I like that's something that. to work up to yeah. with maybe clients that you might have had for a while. Um, I find it to be just the ones that 
it gives them a chance to see that maybe how valued you were because one guy actually wanted to come back and say like, we don't want to use these young designers. Like it didn't work. And I was like, okay, well, we can go back to that. That's fine. But for me, it was like, it, you're almost getting, if you evaluate the amount of time put in based on the money c coming into that, it was a better ratio, a hundred percent. It wasn't the same amount that I was making per month, but I was obviously doing a fraction of the work now, you know, yeah, for sure, which was great. And then the only other thing we've done too, is we, uh, you know, once ago, when, when all this started, uh, we approached Adobe and doing like a weekly live show. And that's been quite good too. We've now we're in our fourth month with that. And that's a whole other oh, avenue wow. stream that comes in and it's, it's, uh, as long, but you still got to do a good job. The ratings got to be good to stay on. And so it's reoccurring, but it could, you know, it could, it could fall apart anytime, you yeah. know? So yeah, but, toes. but I, I'm dying to get into the other stuff. I want to, I do want to yeah. do those things that, you know, um, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that, but I have a few ideas of where I'm trying to think of for that. Yeah, for sure. So there's definitely a lot of different ways of doing this. And I've, I've done a few in the past Yeah, where, um, you know, for a while, and I, I've definitely talked about it. I think it was, it's been a few years, I think, since I brought this up, but there was a period where I was trying to really go for that recurring revenue on the back end of my client projects where we'd wrap up a website and then I would present them with kind of the ongoing arm of it, right? So yeah. like that could look like it was basically like a one sheet of all the different options. Like you can get a web, like a WordPress maintenance option, which basically, I don't remember what that was, what I charged for that. But what I really did was I would just, actually no one ever went for it though. So this is kind of just a hypothetical, but it can definitely work where there's all these companies out there that all they do is just WordPress maintenance mm -hmm. and they white label it. So if you have multiple clients and you just hire this white label WordPress maintenance service, basically, then yeah. you're just kind of the middleman, you know, whenever your client needs anything done, whether it's updating plugins or just making minor changes, they pay you a monthly fee and then sure. you just pay this mm -hmm. other company a much mm -hmm. smaller monthly fee and it works out. It's just, it's a, you got to just price it accordingly to what it, what's it worth for you to have to be that middleman broker and kind of communicate yeah. um, back and forth. So, yeah. And the other one I did that was much more profitable actually was an SEO version of this, whereas basically it was an SEO package, like a monthly thing we'd worked out to where this is what we're going to do for you every month. And this is what it costs. And it was a, a lot of link building, a lot of like writing these extra landing pages every month. And it was kind of a large price tag. Mm -hmm. You know, this woman I was working really closely with, like she saw the value in it. And I had hired a different company to actually do the work. And I was just kind of supervising all of it. Yeah. And then at a certain point, that will dried up because as what happens is people either, I think she either quit or got fired. I think she just kind of quit. <laughs> and then, so I'm now I'm dealing with the guy who was never in on any of these meetings and didn't know what the hell we were doing. And mm -hmm. so he just, just saw money going out every month. So that was the end of that. But um, it is something that can work. So I think the, the takeaway there, the way this can work is think of what, what it is you're giving your clients and what is it that you can give them afterward to get them even closer to their goals, mm -hmm. right? So for us, 
it was, we can give you this great website, but if you don't really have your SEO working, you're not really ever going to get there, right? People are never yeah. going to find you. So yeah. it's like, that's something we can do. Is it a superpower of mine? No, it's not. But it's the kind of thing that I can hire it out. And I know enough about it to be able to kind of run the show. Yeah. Just at least supervise it, I mean, you know. So really you want to ask yourself, what are you really good at? Or <laughs> what do you at least know enough to kind of outsource it, farm it out? And, yeah. you know, we'll give you a, your, your clients a real benefit. And I know not everyone out there is a web designer. Maybe it's if it like what would be a version of this for packaging design, Nick? Yeah, it could be just you know the 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 ongoing running changes of packaging that certain industries the packaging changes all the time, seasonal or something. And it could just be that we're that online ready to go. We'd have all the files. If it's something that simple, you can do that. Social media is another great one to kind of stay on board yeah. with. It, again, that's an animal. Don't do it unless you want to, because like I tried it and I was like, I can't stand it. I hate. I just yeah, hate it. Well, for so sure. I, and it has to be something. Yeah, it has to be something that you either are really good at or want to yeah. do, or it's profitable enough. Like, and I look at a lot of these things almost like insurance, mm-hmm. in a way that like totally. So insurance companies like they're betting you don't need their services and they're charging you anyway. So like with a lot of these things, it's kind of more like like with WordPress maintenance. Yeah. You're kind of you're charging this amount of money and if it's not a big amount of money, you're hoping that most months they're not going to need you to where when mm-hmm. they do need mm-hmm. you now it kind of more Yeah. Now that kind of pays for all the exactly. you know what yep. I mean? Yeah, so close. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you don't want Completely. is a client who basically works like tries to get all their money's worth out of it to where it's no longer worth <laughs> yeah. it for you to provide yeah. it. Yep. That's the thing. Been, been there done that. Exactly. <laughs> Not, not interested anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. And we That's talked last time about this, McKellick, but I remember the discussion about um, the web hosting, the fact you do that for your clients. And that's something that I had looked into and was considering. Yeah, I remember but that. But yeah. what stopped me from doing that was just, I didn't see that I could charge enough to make it worth the potential awkward interaction. Like if they ever stopped paying their bill. And now yeah, I feel you know like what? It's website tough landlord. because a lot of, these companies they're like they don't know what it is they don't know what it Mm -hmm. entails and they're like why would i pay extra for that they see it as an extra additional fee or Mm -hmm. something like that right um but i do like that um in addition to the hosting it's a chance to ensure the client that you're babysitting the, the the website and monitoring um, we don't pull analytics. Uh, sometimes that's a request that will add add a service um, cost for, but by and large, yeah, it, it was tricky. Now, now it's a little bit more more comfortable, but in the beginning, you're right, Wes. It was like trying to explain something that was worth tending to that they didn't even understand to begin with. Right. Yeah. And it's, for me, it's kind of just almost like, this is going to sound terrible. And this is actually why I'm actually, I'm actually getting away from client work altogether and getting more into just the, the minimal engagement consulting and selling my, my DIY solutions and my courses, because it's almost like, I don't want to keep all these clients on my plate in any given moment because 
you I get so bump so bombarded with all these little requests from people that uh-huh. they may seem like small requests, but when you get enough of them over the course up. of a week, it adds up and it really sure. kills your productivity. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, and the thing I'm doing now is I just mentioned the course. So basically that's another thing you can think of when it comes to passive income is what can you teach either your, your client, your ideal clients or other creatives to do like, what do you know how to do really well that would lend itself to what, what could you teach other people to do? Um, and for a lot of people, this is kind of a tough mental hurdle to get over because you think, I don't want to teach other people how to do this because yeah. then it's my trade secret, right? Um, so it's a matter of kind of getting over that mental block because here's the thing, like whatever you consider to be a trade secret probably really isn't. Yeah. And it can probably <laughs> be found on a Skillshare or on even on YouTube, Um or you just word it differently. <laughs> That's what I've noticed. I'm yeah. like, I thought I had all this proprietary great stuff. I'm like, oh, you just call it that. I call it this. <laughs> so one good idea, like some in, in terms of teaching something to, um, I, I would say this is mostly for clients. I was actually kind of duped into this. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea sounded really good. And I would have, and I ended up paying $40 for this guide, which basically was a font pairing guide mm-hmm. for like in this what this guy's website had all these different like font pairing guides for different kinds of uh different vibes you know like different kinds of moods for websites that's like, a oh, great that sounds cool yeah. yeah but i i paid 40 bucks for it and it ended up not being great but <laughs> right, so i'm here i'm hearing typing is someone typing oh yeah i i okay. i had been okay, okay. You've either got the most sensitive microphone or the yeah. loudest. <laughs> yeah, now that I've shifted. Yeah, now that I've shifted. Yeah. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, that. So, anyway, that's just a good example of something, though, that basically you're teaching clients who may not, they may be completely hopeless sure. when it comes to what fonts go together. Oh, yeah. But you're packaging something up for them that could be a guide like that. It could be yeah. a, like a course, a video. It could yeah, be- I think that would be super cool. There's so many different angles you could, you could seek with this. Yeah, I think that's, like you said, it's that superpower idea. Like what I know a few folks that have launched like textures and brushes yeah. and fonts yeah. and Actions. throwing it on, yeah. throwing it on creative market because one, you're taking advantage of the fact that everyone goes there first. And if you're in there, you, you get a cut of what you've sold. So, um, all those different things, templates, um, again, too, if anyone has told you, man, you do it better than anybody, take that, that little skill and turn it into something you can sell. I think I mentioned yeah. in our first recording, I've been like trying as hard as I can to finish, but I started a font that I'm designing just all by hand on, uh, on the iPad. And then it will transfer over to that, uh, font self, which was that, uh, app that we saw at Adobe max. They were our, like yeah. our neighbors. And so it shows how you can just simply get in there and do all the kerning and, and make it this beautiful font. And now you can sell it online and hopefully, you know, but you know, keep in mind, whatever you're doing in that zone, you got to do a little PR and you got to do a little sales sales with it to make sure people know it exists. Um, right. So I always look at, go ahead. I was going to say, if I did a handwriting font, it would probably be the worst selling font in the history of the world. (laughs) I'm doing like a slab serif font, like real chunky, but by hand. So it has that, that, uh, it's no clean lines and it has a little speckle in it just by Hmm. the 
pencil I'm using on it. So it's, 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 a, cool. it's a little time consuming because I'm not the best at that, I would say, but it's that missing font that I can Me never either. find that I always want to use. So I'm yeah. like, why not make it for myself and then say, wow, if I've already made it, put it out there and see, you know? Yeah. Uh, and look at some of the artists, I think like Draplin and Amy and Jen Hood do a great job in, in how they sell the things that they make for other designers. So look and see what other people are doing and how they're putting the ads out for it. They're showing, if it's a font, show it in a beautiful design, you know, how well it works. How, no, don't just, just show them a font. Oh, yeah. Uh, give away a try, uh, a few free ones, you know, uh, do a contest. So there's a lot of ways you can kind of up the, the excitement of something like that. And then as long yeah. as you have a spot that they can download, you know, that whole idea of just clicking and getting something in your downloads and you're like, this is instantaneous. Like those are the things to start thinking about for a lot of us, you know? Yeah, and the kinds of things like, and like t-shirts are great, but I happen to love the things that you can sell for no overhead. Yeah, exactly. Like my course, like a brush set, you know, that kind of thing. Like it's, it's not required to get anything printed up or anything. It's just, yeah, yeah. Make it once, sell it a million times. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, the one I had asked a, a buddy of mine who works for Society Six, and he was, he said, people are having such great success right now because these were people that maybe were drawing or scribbling or, or doodling a lot, but never put it out there for sale. And now because of everyone being home and a little bit more online shopping and finding those little niche things that represent you, uh, some folks that are on the top of their bestseller list are brand new artists. So mm -hmm. if that doesn't show you that like people are looking for new and fresh things. So you basically design a cool pattern or a really beautiful piece of art and you upload it and choose products that you, you know, pillowcases, iPhone cases, uh, t-shirts, wall art, anything you want, and you just run a store and you submit your art and now you get commission based on what's been sold. So it's very yeah. similar like T Public or any of these other ones. So um I I was really impressed to see people were having really good success on like even the one a woman who made it to number one like back in May, uh she did these really great ones that was like they were like postcards from different rooms of your house being like you're you're all oh, at yeah. home now. So like yeah. it was like wish you were here from the bathtub or you know <laughs> uh lounging lounging uh beachside at on our patio. And they were really cool little postcards to make it look like, well, we're home, let's make the best out of it. And right. she was she was her first time ever pr producing anything and she was their number one seller on a huge platform. So there's some good there's some good chances out there, you know? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of opportunities out there. So go on those sites, see what mm -hmm. is selling the most, like what's kind of the popular stuff and let that inspire you yeah. um, from both maybe just a pure what it is standpoint, as well as like a style standpoint. I, I'm sure if you go there, you'll get well, ideas. They also have uh, blogs and boot camps on all of those sites to help you. They want to help you. So you can go yeah. on there. There's like a boot camp video to say, here's the latest and greatest on what to do, how to do it. Like, is it quality over quantity? You know, do you want to have 9,000 things in your shop or do you want to just have two that are really, really good? And they give you all of those, those tips and then they show you who's number one. So you can kind of, you know, if there's, God knows someone's probably doing a ton of stuff for, I don't know, some summer show that's out right now that everyone's watching because everyone's home. So maybe there's a, a, a little clue as to what to do some art for, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. 
Um, so and a few other ideas too. So this one is really interesting if you have certain services or certain products that you tend to recommend to your clients all the time, like for web hosting, which, you know, I'm talking about affiliate marketing at this yeah. point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I, I'm on YouTube and I talk a lot about, you know, things like Elementor and how to design the site. So what's the first step? That's usually getting web hosting. So yeah. I have my affiliate link. So I kind of talk about that first and almost every day I get a notification in my email saying you, you've made a, a commission and it's like a $65 commission um, every time someone buys a Bluehost membership. So, and even if you don't have a YouTube presence or whatever, your, if you do web design, your clients are probably asking you, who do I go with for web design? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, idea. and what I'm, let me make this clear what I'm not saying, because it gets a little eth ethically gray if you just go for the best com affiliate commission and then recommend everybody for that, for that reason. What I recommend you do is find one you like, you know, that you would recommend people to anyway. And sure. chances are there's an affiliate program for it. Yeah. So you're already recommending people to it. And why not get a little something from that company based on you? Yeah giving them business, right? Yeah, you better have something to back up why you chose them. So pick someone you yeah, like. <laughs> exactly. And to be to be honest with you with web hosting these days, it's kind of like just pick one. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference anymore except for like, you know, go I wouldn't go with GoDaddy anymore, mm -hmm. but even they probably aren't that bad anymore, so I don't know, judging off that new rebrand, I wouldn't trust them. <laughs> I've seen it and I don't remember it couldn't I be still worse can't than the believe old one. how many companies it's a share their credentials for GoDaddy. It's frustrating. It's like really another account. Of just, maybe they're just so widespread. They they do have a reputation. They are popular, but man, I, it's like really another account that chose GoDaddy. I'm just <laughs> well, they're ubiquitous. They're like the. They're like the Kleenex or the McDonald's. Of, right, right. And they're the world, too commercialized. You know? So the attention to detail, I can't tell you how many issues there have been with, with, with them for the sites that we've supported wow. with. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's frustrating. The only thing I like about them, and we're getting on attention here, but just I, <laughs> I do like that you can always get them on the phone, if nothing else. Like, Oh, that's a good sign. If there's anything like anything wrong, like some other companies, it's like chat support, and it's just kind of yeah. wait for a long time. But yeah. but I'm not recommending GoDaddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I so I recommend I get money from Go, uh, sorry, from Bluehost mm -hmm. and from Elementor when I recommend Elementor Pro to people. Nice. So um, you have to you have to disclose this when you're telling your clients. Like otherwise, it's just again ethically wrong to not let them know you're making something. But just put it like you know this is the company I always recommend. But um, if if you click this link, we'll get a commission, which helps us pay for our, um, I don't know, bandwidth, whatever. It just helps you, helps your bottom line. Just let them yeah. know that. Yeah. Hmm. You'd buy it anyway. So, and if you can work out a, like a deal with these companies for your, that you can pass along to your clients, then yeah. it's like a yeah. huge win-win. Yeah. So, great. yeah. Yeah. Um, Are there any websites that have like a, a list of who's who in that world, I'm going to sign up for a few. <laughs> who's who in like the, well, I like in the affiliate? affiliate thing. I, I, I'm assuming you just go off of the ones that f folks that you use and, and would recommend already and, and look. That's what it. I recommend you do. Yeah. Um, 
there's most of those things like software or service. And I kind of, I guess I would recommend, I guess I would put hosting in that category. They almost all have affiliate programs at this point. So yeah, I would say if you want to feel good about it, just whatever you would recommend anyway, just join up with their affiliate program unless it's really terrible. And then you want maybe want to find something that is really, is still really good. Yeah. might pay you a little bit better. Nice. So yeah, that's what I got. So basically, um, yeah. Any last thoughts guys on what you might want to try next? I'm, I want to get into the template making for sure. I want to make some templates. I do too. I just, um, I need more time. I know. Like (laughs) just even like, um, the discover like a discovery deck would be great because a lot of it is just plug and play right yeah. like you want to give them the, the the template that's a good idea right the plug and play templates to work and and again too i one thing i've noticed is it you know do it at a if you might be here at your expertise right at a certain high level maybe you make it a little more elementary for beginning and intermediate designers to use because they've never used one before so I think sometimes that's nice where you're not feeling like you're giving away all of the secrets of your, of your proprietary method, but you're giving away this like very common, simple, clean way to do it. Cause a lot of people are starting from a blank canvas, right? So give them at least something to start on. So those are those that I don't know what's coming the font. Let's see if I can finish that. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> Got to get right. on that. All right, so we've got a question coming up. Uh, but before we get there, let's talk some FreshBooks. We love FreshBooks so much. They make it easy for us as books. creatives, mm-hmm. as non-accountants, to look like maybe we are. And look yes. like we're serious about our money. Because guess what? We love doing what we do, but we also love getting paid. And FreshBooks makes it easy. So they make they specifically, they, they make it easy to create and send really professional-looking invoices in under 30 seconds. And with literally two clicks, you can set yourself up with FreshBooks online payments and end up with money in your pocket sooner. In fact, way sooner, over 60% of invoice, 60% of invoices are paid within one day when you use FreshBooks. And who doesn't love getting paid in a day? <laughs> if they can get that down to an hour, that's even better, but I'll, I'll take a day, that's, that's fine. Me too, yeah. yeah. Not going to sneeze at that. So multi-currency invoicing they got. So if you have um, out of you know overseas clients, it'll it'll just automatically get put into their currency. Automated late payment reminders, super huge. You know if if people are late or slow to pay their bill, they will just kind of send an automated payment reminder, so you don't have to be the nudge like so. Uh, <laughs> What's uh, going Peggy, on? Peggy, when's uh, when's this going to get paid? Let them nah. let them talk to Peggy. You don't want to talk to Peggy. Um, and their support is amazing. Uh, they answer within three rings or less a real-life person. Like, who does that anymore? So to claim your 30-day unrestricted free trial, sorry, I'll say that word again, unrestricted free trial. I can't talk today. Go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, 30 free days, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. All right, so we've got a question that came to Mikkel. Mikkel. Yes, so I'm, I'm so sorry. I apologize, Brenda, that I don't recall your last name. And for some reason, I can't I can't pull up the, the message. 
Um, but it, but anyhow, it was a good question. It was one that was extremely sensitive, and it was relative to this COVID period that we are all experiencing in way of if it's insensitive, if not annoying or rude, to follow up on reinitiating a project that had undergone a, a pretty significant pause just after the COVID period began and really started getting strict and serious. And my initial thought, and we can kind of piggyback on each other's responses with this, is that there just is absolutely a right way to go about this communication. And in fact, I don't believe it's best to start that exchange via email. I think it's better to phone and ask how these people are doing, how they're surviving, how are their families. You, If you are worried about being insensitive, there's a way to really personalize the communication to jumpstart it once again. Um, and especially if there was a, there's a pretty good relationship there. I mean, we're running intimate businesses, right? So I oftentimes will say, hold on, let me, let, let me, bounce back. You review that while I go feed Velray a little bit more to keep her busy. I mean, people are understanding people. We, I know the names of some of my point of contacts with clients. I, I know the names of their children. I know the names of their husband, their wife, their partners, just in general. So it's, it's okay to phone them and start a and sort of feel them out that way. And maybe you will discover that it isn't worth bringing up just when you call to touch base. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I Read also the room. Think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I do want to give some advice out there just for the people, because I think a lot of people will hear that advice and think, yes, that is the best way to do it. However, I'm not a phone call person. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, like, I think that your, your way is the best way, Mikkel. But I think for anyone who's kind of uncomfortable doing that, that's true. I think you it's can a personality still, thing. Yeah, yeah, I think you can still email and ask how they're doing. Yeah, that's still kind Feel of them out that way. Yeah, um, I just would. The want phone is a to way to kind of corner. Part. Is my mm-hmm. is, is kind of my yeah. my thinking though. So because they can you gotta get the real reaction that way. Uh huh. And they <laughs> yeah. can leave an email unattended. Um, but but yes, you're right about that. That's a good point to make. Yeah. Yeah. Or where you are with them on a daily, regular basis. Were you a phone call, phone call, phone call, or did everything live on email? You know, like I have those clients that I would probably make the phone call to, but what I did primarily was the email and it was always a, how's everything doing? I just want to check in with you guys and make sure everything's good. Almost just leave it at that. Nice. And nine times out of 10, the reply back was, oh my God, I'm so glad you called first. Yeah, everyone's fine. Yeah. Thank you for asking. But we might need to reignite that blah, blah, blah. And yeah, so they're, you're the last thing on their mind right now. So like for sure. all, all I wanted to do was maybe get back there and see, but yeah. not push. Yeah. Yeah. And I would actually be, I think the way you're saying it is good, like not even bringing it up in that first interaction. Yeah. Because I heard this recently and it's so true. Whatever the last thing per- anyone says to you on the phone is the is real the- reason they called. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Very oh, by true. the way, uh, since we got, how about rehiring me for that project? Like that, they're going to see that that you're was right. the whole reason you called. So yeah. um, I like the idea of the email reach out just to, but also we're at a but i know what you're saying michael too because we're at a point now where it has been months whereas in those first few stages it was just 
the email, I didn't want to bother them with a phone call. I felt like yeah. it was more like, yeah. is everybody everything okay? I just yeah. want to check on you guys. But now that it, there's a reignition and, and I feel like seeing mm-hmm. the climate getting mm-hmm. more, hey, business has to get going. Um, mm-hmm. So reg- if a small right. business has to start their engine again, it's okay. I think the call would be a great one now because maybe they're more at their desk. They've gotten used to this whole mm-hmm. shift and it's yeah. a good time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And I think there might also be a way to kind of not ask them if they're ready to go yet, but I'm just thinking out loud. It's kind of the mm-hmm. first time yeah. I thought you about wouldn't, this. Yeah. You w- yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe saying something more like I'm here, yeah. I'm, I'm back you know to, to business. Me. Yes. If you find yourself in a position where you want to get going again, letting you know I'm here. Yeah, that exactly. Kind of That's a great way to do it. Exactly. You know? so. And and think of who the person is. If they are just a cog in the wheel of a big thing, it might be okay to ask more specifically about the project. But if they're like the owner and there's only two people there, like they're dealing with a lot of other stuff to keep that business afloat. So maybe you you just make make that call the how's everything doing, you know? Yeah. That's true. I, I like, like that. that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think it's smart. All right, cool, guys. So I think that'll do it for today. So if you keep sending in those listener questions to uh, – actually, let's – I think the better way to, to do questions going forward is probably going to be on Instagram. Just yeah. DM. Um, okay. at, at Deeply graphic. Deeply graphic, yeah. Yeah. There we are. Okay. And then we'll uh, read your question on the show. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, with that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time. Thank <laughs> you.